Desert Diaries. Hello. Arizona calling. Well, first up, thank you so, so much for all your lovely thoughts and messages last week as the small one had her operation. Ah, headline, she's really well. Her op took place at the Desert Campus, <laughs> how apt a name, of a major hospital group here in the Valley. And I tell you, a hospital in a pandemic, I hope you haven't had to experience it. What an eerie place. All but one of the entrances closed off. No visitors allowed anywhere. I was only allowed in with Britta because she's a child. And of course, masks on at all times for everybody. Well, as we arrived, a nice young woman behind a makeshift desk at the entrance took out her thermometer and beep, British temperature completely fine. Beep, oh, (laughs) my temperature off the scale. Oh, no. So I had to go and sit in this holding area as the big sign said, to see if I would cool down. That was an area at the side of the waiting room that had been blocked off by a row of chairs. That famously effective COVID-19 barrier. And there were two other people in there. Two men, one in his 70s, I would guesstimate, and the other in his 40s or 50s. They looked like father and son, I was guessing. Both very similar, very large build, similar facial features. Both in head-to-toe Trump regalia. Make America Great Again baseball caps, Trump Pence t-shirts, one was sporting Trump Pence shorts, not the cycling variety, you'll be glad to know, and the other a Trump Pence sweatpants, so kind of like tracksuit bottoms. Who even knew all this stuff was available? And I swear on the life of my most beloved pets, they were watching, without headphones, and the volume was very loud, a speech on their mobile phone in which a man was shouting about liberals destroying monuments. It was quite the moment as I was anxiously awaiting my daughter's operation. Now, we're obviously getting really close to the election here in the States, and I think it is fair, whatever your political slant, to say there hasn't been a more divisive election in recent history. Even this week, the president refused to confirm, of course, that he'd stand down if he lost. People are antsy. There's definitely a tension in the air. It's really not very comfortable to experience. And what I found extraordinary about these two men was the fact they were wearing this political uniform in such a non-political setting. They weren't on a march or at a rally or even at a polling station. I suppose the thing is, in Britain, we don't engage with politics in the same way. Would that be a fair thing to say? Even at the height of the Brexit bun fight, and I'm aware it's not over... I really don't recall people wearing T-shirts and caps and tracksuits saying, I love the EU or I love Brexit. Yet there were marches where people did dress up, but you didn't stumble across that sort of thing in the post office, did you? Getting your TV licence. You don't regularly see I heart Boris Johnson T-shirts or Keir Starmer forever baseball caps in your local supermarket. It's not something you see every day, people dressing up to the extent that these two men were. I do see Make America Great Again hats on a fairly regular basis, I'd say three or four or five times a week. And there are also signs saying Trump Pence and one saying Biden Harris near to where I live, much like you'd see signs of people, much like you'd see signs in people's windows during election in the UK. But there is a different vibe here. I remember how divided and polarised Britain started to feel over Brexit. I can't speak of how it feels right now, of course. Do let me know. But here it feels like that, but kind of turned up to 11. There's not a lot of room for debate. There's not a lot of room for discourse. There's not a lot of I 
will hear what you have to say and I might not agree, but I'll let you have that opinion. Those conversations I'm just not hearing a lot right now. Anyway, I'm going to get to more of this on a bonus episode I'm going to be doing for you this week. Have you ever asked me a load of questions that I was going to include in this podcast, but there's loads, so I'm going to do a separate podcast for you. If you want to add your question, there's a big thread on the Sam Walker's Desert Diaries Facebook group. So please, please, please do come and get involved. I'd love you to come and join in. Just search for facebook.com slash see you in the desert. It would be great to have you. So back to the hospital. The nice lady came back within a few minutes, just as the man giving the speech on the Trump-Pence uniform men's phone was reaching a mouth-frothing finale. And thankfully, amazingly, my temperature had actually gone down. Phew. So we went on to phase two, the bill. Da, da, da. I'm sure I will get used to that very weird feeling of handing over a credit card before I see a doctor, but not yet. But we paid up and walked about 10 miles, aren't hospitals massive, <laughs> to the children's section of this big group of buildings. She got checked in. She changed into the cutest little pair of hospital pyjamas. Oh. And then we met the anaesthetist, the anesthesiologist, who was fantastic. Absolutely brilliant with her. And I explained to her all about British mastocytosis. And she was ace. She left me feeling really confident and secure in what was going to go on. The nursing staff were laughing and joking with her and giving her little stickers to decorate her silicone mask for her anaesthetic. Everyone was lovely. People did get in touch with me, actually, to ask about the standard of care. And I can say it was exceptional. I just think people who work in healthcare are generally amazing people, right? So they wheeled her out of the room as I waved goodbye and she headed into theatre. I was having a little cry and a tremble. She was regaling them with tales of the bearded dragon she wanted to get because she used to want a corn snake, but now she wants a bearded dragon. I could literally hear a little voice chatting down the corridor talking about ruddy reptiles. And all I could think was, oh, I really wanted to kiss her goodbye, but I couldn't. Because I had to keep my mask on. And I get that. But, oh, I wanted to give that girl a kiss. So I took my place in the waiting room with all the other nervous-looking parents. And a couple of hours later, I was sitting with her in the recovery bay as she came out of the anaesthetic in a hilariously sozzled, drunken way. (laughs) And yes, I did video it. And yes, I will be showing it at her 18th birthday party. It was fantastic. And yeah, she did have a reaction to the anaesthetic but they were on it and they stabilised her within less than a minute and she didn't go into full shock. She was 100% in the right place and all the staff were just fantastic. I'm so grateful. So our first major American healthcare experience is done. We made it through the paperwork and the processes and man, it was a long road for one reason or another, but tick, things can only get easier, right? And the small one is fine. And that is the best thing. In other news this week, I passed a major milestone. Whilst writing an email to a client I'm making a podcast for, I wrote this sentence. I just realised I forgot to give you a deadline for the feedback. And I'm so sorry, Mrs Rag, my third year English teacher, who always wore fantastic large wooden earrings and drove a Citroen Diane, which I thought was very exotic. I spelt realised with a Z. Yeah, it's only been just over a year. And you know what's worse? When I noticed what I'd done, I went downstairs to tell Dave. And this is exactly what I said to him. 
I just sent an email to a client and I spelt realised with a Z. Ah, I said Z. I didn't even say Z to him. Who even am I anymore? I'm not quite sure. I'll see you in the desert. 